why welcome aboard this vastly colorful and extraordinarily literary rainbow for writers, authors, and storytellers. I'm author B.A. McCray, and this is The Optimistic Author, a positive and insightful tool for writers. What's up, writers, authors, and storytellers? This is a Hello Author segment, and we have authors... That's right. For the first time, we have two authors on hanging out with us today. We have Dana and Chloe. Hello. Hi. You're fine too. Oh no. Is it a cat? (laughs) No, it was our our alarms for two o'clock. Which is writing time. Oh, got it. (laughs) We have we have alarms set throughout the day of like, hey, did you write today? Or hey, did you remember to to go switch the laundry around like you said you were going to? Mine are usually really mean and aggressive. <laughs> I do. <laughs> That's a brilliant peek inside the writer's life. It's either in the laundry yeah. or time to write. Yeah, um. and like to to be successful, we've had to seriously schedule our time since we have kids and we have, you know, other oh, yeah. things going on that like throughout the day, it's like, okay, here's my 45 minutes that I'm going to sit down and be not distracted and do what I need to do and be productive yeah because we're both we're both stay-at-home moms stay-at-home work from home moms however Mm -hmm. you want to say that um and it's hard to focus like I'm currently working on uh some of like my own horror story and so it's hard for me to get into my character that's uh, a serial killer while my son's like mommy mommy (laughs) Mommy, can I have a cookie? I don't know. The way he came giggling from the basement today was pretty scary. Top notch horror. We're like, where did Rory go? Did he ever come up, open the door? And he's like, (laughs) oh my gosh, Rory. (laughs) I really admire that though. Carving out time specifically for writing. That's so important. And it can be really easy to get lost in a busy day. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, there will be sometimes, especially before I started doing alarms specifically for writing, where it suddenly be like time to put the kids down. I'm like, I don't have the energy to stay up all night and write. A lot of the time I do, but I just I don't. And I didn't cut out time in my day. And I either have work from Upwork or I need to work on my own book or there's so many there's a slew of things that need to get done and well I've forgotten (laughs) yep (laughs) I really admire that you found a balance between that because it can be easy to overwhelm yourselves with okay I need to write this I need to write that and then you almost don't enjoy that writing time oh for sure oh for for sure. sure we did that with our first book I think we we didn't really pay attention and like we did really good for like the first half of it. And then the second half just completely like died on us. Cause we were so burnt out from Aww. spending so much time writing and yeah. doing stuff that we ended up taking probably a six week break yeah. before we finished because we were just like, we're so, we're so burnt out because it was, I, I had a newborn at the time. Oh, wow. And I've got two other kids. Um, it was really hard to have a newborn and trying to write and do all these things. And, and I know with Jamie, it's just Jamie. <laughs> That's her son. He's wonderful. I adore He's him. He's He's very my neurodivergent buddy. and needs a lot of extra attention throughout the day, or he like gets into stuff that he shouldn't. So like So it was it was hard. And so we had to redo it, refigure out how can we do this, enjoy it, 
be successful. Um, Still publish books on a regular basis. And not lose lose her sanity. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I I think it's so important to normalize taking a break. Like, hopefully before the burnout happens, but especially afterwards. (laughs) What's your guys' favorite, like, go-to self-care when you feel that coming on? Books. So I, many books. I would have to agree. It's usually I'm I'm a reader and I like video games and that's like if I need to shut down, I throw on a face mask and either open a book or like go on a killing spree. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of video game, I was about to ask. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm I'm somebody who likes the whole gambit. Like, there's a really cute game that's uh, the by a indie tiktoker game designer oh cool and it's so cute because it's just this little mushroom lady delivering mail oh what i want it's to play this so game cute. it's called mail time she has a demo out right now and it oh is just God. it's so cute oh that sounds so wholesome and just nice to escape through it is it is <laughs> i oh. don't I don't play video games. I don't have like a ton of hobbies, if I'm being honest. I just well, I read. writing is a huge time commitment, and it's it is for sure. And like, yeah, between that and other things that happen, like my life doesn't slow down often. So like, when I do have down moments, I'm a I'm not doing anything. Like I would rather lay in bed in pitch dark and stare at nothing for three hours than like. And I have I have a unique luxury of my husband works from home, so like. Oh, when he gets off of work, I can just poof, you know, it's that exact minute. He comes upstairs. I go down, you know, um, mm-hmm. this is our workspace. It's really inspiring. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's great for your, your serial killer book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we work, we work in the basement and it's, nothing wrong with that. It is so nice to be able to step away and have a breather from my children to focus on something that I'm so passionate about. Mm-hmm. And honestly, oh. I'm so lucky for to have Dana because I definitely wouldn't have ever had the confidence to write because something's oh. writing has always been something joyful for me, but never confident enough to put it out there. And then the psychopath. <laughs> it was like let's write a book together <laughs> <laughs> it was meant to be yeah yeah we ran out of things to do honestly <laughs> but like we we had done everything that year mm-hmm. we had we hadn't had time to like or the ability to see a lot of people we had only really seen each other we went through making pasta from scratch we went through you know <laughs> all of the knitting and the sewing and the reading and the Oh, taking wow. our kids to do weird things and foraging and well, you doing guys a bunch really of other stuff. All of the, oh yeah. All oh, of yeah. the activities. Every hobby you could try during COVID. We, we did tried. it. We did it. <laughs> That's Either amazing. by ourselves together or with the kids. Yeah. So like by the end of it, I don't remember what I had seen something on. I think I was on like Apple books or something. And I had seen that there was like an indie, a book that specifically somehow like categorized itself as an indie author and I'm like I haven't seen like a like an indie author book on something that I read on a lot so I started looking into like how you would put a book on there and I'm like this is not that hard like in the grand scheme of things I mean there's a lot of steps but really to like publish yourself wide it's not it it seems impossible whether 
whether people like your stuff or not. That yeah. is the hard part. And the hard mm-hmm. part is actually having um, a value to your idea. Um, my, I love my father. He wrote a, a really good parenting book. Oh, wow. But, That's super uh, cool. It, it was very not marketed correctly. It's all these other things that does be, make being a writer hard to make it a uh, financially successful job. It's mm-hmm. hard, but actually like going the publishing part is not. Yeah. And yeah. the overall, I mean, you know, it's, it's a commitment money wise. And we got lucky because I had experience in marketing and formatting, which, you know, we've, we've worked together and yes, um, so lucky. a lot of the like little random pieces, parts that you would normally have to outsource for. I already knew because I worked for a company that basically do- did everything that we do yeah. for wow the book. So like I, the company that I've been working for focused on formatting book design, uh, you know, layouts, marketing options, websites and things like that so we didn't have to outsource any of that I was like I can do all this so like we can we can do this that's a huge money saver it oh yeah and I'm I'm not a finisher (laughs) I am really good at starting new things like I love starting things I love doing things but like when I come up with an idea finishing the idea mental illness you know like (laughs) Trying I, I to, hear that. Yep. <laughs> trying to stay consistent and do things is just not my thing. So I knew that if I wanted to write a book, there was no way that I, there was very little possibility that I would actually see it to the end. Cause I just, I just can't, it's not, it's not really in the cards for me <laughs> to do well. So I was like, okay, I can't do this by myself when I want to write romance. So like, I can't ask anybody else <laughs> to write with me. Cause like, you know I'm not gonna ask my mom to write romance with me or like (laughs) ask somebody else to keep me accountable so I was like who's the only other person I know weird and crazy enough that would be like sure I would try this I went over to Chloe's on like a Friday morning we're sitting on the couch and she's feeding the baby and I'm like I have a chapter I need you to read and she's like what (laughs) what do you mean I I need you to imagine this imagine (laughs) this scene you know she comes barreling barreling down my hallway <laughs> to 9 30 in the morning <laughs> at 9 9 30 in the morning and I'm sitting on the couch I've got my newborn and I'm nursing and like I'm half dressed I haven't had my morning coffee my kids are running around my three-year-old I'm pretty sure was just in underwear chaos is I present I don't think he had clothes on yeah I don't <laughs> I don't believe he did that um day. And she sits down and she's like, so will you read this? And I'm like, I don't know if my eyes work right now, but sure. <laughs> and so I did. And I'm like, man, I really, I, I think this is good. You should take it further. And she was like, well, here's the surprise. <laughs> You're going to do it with me. And I'm like, do I have a choice? And she's like, Mm-mm. not really. <laughs> That's beautiful. You know? <laughs> and and so after that, because our, our friendship uh, was really new. Yeah, we'd um, only been friends for like a year and a half or so. Oh, okay. I feel like COVID kind of sped up 
our friendship because we had no one else and so we dove deep into things that usually don't share until further in you know when you're on facetime at three in the morning what else are you going to talk to but family trauma yeah (laughs) it just it just naturally comes up after two things us diving into it i had some nervousness about um just because fear of abandonment but um also, I didn't think I was good enough. I she she wrote a great first chapter. I mean, our first chapter in our book is the same one you wrote, except for we change the uh, names. The names. The names. The names were awful. She our character <laughs> now is named Catherine. She started with Darcy, in which Darcy's not a bad name. I don't but think it I did... had even named Nathan at the time. I think I just said the man multiple times because I couldn't come up with a name. <laughs> and we really as we started writing and like we'd stay up late put the kids on a movie and we'd sit in her bedroom or mine and write as I'm like nursing or baby's asleep and our husbands would just bring us plates of pizza and leave and when you're isolated (laughs) with someone so long (laughs) you get a little attached uh what's it called uh uh Stockholm syndrome yeah Stockholm syndrome oh lovely yes (laughs) through us being isolated together and doing all this work we truly realized that we compensate in a lot of areas of our writing for each other I love life in general like don't let her fool you it's not just writing somehow our like mood swings always (laughs) we were joking the other day because every time that like I'm having a not great mental health like week she's like up here and doing great and she's like it's fine I'll come over and do your dishes because you don't feel good and then the week that she's like okay I'm really low I'm like that's cool I'll come make you dinner (laughs) my love language is cleaning (laughs) I'm so thankful for (laughs) um but like I love I love to write dialogue and I can write scenes, but I suck at inner monologues. I suck at inner monologues because I don't want to get that deep in my own head. Fair enough. <laughs> Stuck in my head, so I'm just going to let everybody else see it. Like, <laughs> Wow, you guys complement each other so well. It's It was really weird because I had put dialogue in the first chapter and Chloe's <laughs> like, oh my God, this is so bad. And I'm like, I don't know what I did wrong. It sounds horrible. I don't even try and write like heavily dialogue now. We have another book coming out that we both have co-authored again. Um, And we got to dialogue scenes and I'm just like, nope, nope, it's all Chloe. I would literally text her at like two in the morning and be like, okay, I set up the next chapter for the dialogue we talked about. Have fun. I'm I'm not not even trying. (laughs) Wow. I'm so interested to like, I'm going to ask a little later on, but to learn more yeah. about your writing process that way. Oh, for sure. For I sure. would love to hear about your guys' past book, your work in progress, if you want to touch on your future book. Oh, and if you guys use your real names or pen names. <laughs> we have a funny story about pen names. We don't use one. We, which we were originally going to. We were. And we had gotten through the process because we were like, we don't want people to know that we write about uh, fun times between adults. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and to be honest, I think we were both a little embarrassed about writing the romance novels because I think when people hear romance, they think of, you know, grandma's, know. grandma's dime, mm-hmm. dime uh, books and with Fabio on the cover and it's just yep. 
heated erotica the, or the whole one time. that's like i spent a night with a t-rex yeah like just <laughs> like people think romance and they're just like it, it no longer matters about how embarrassed we are if somebody doesn't like our book who cares we are so proud of our work and how of you guys too <laughs> that's amazing you. And I just think it's funny because we had combined our names. We yes. had used like a name generator and used like both of our names and a whole bunch of like favorite color and favorite flower and like favorite oh plate. You know how they do like those name generators. And instead of doing like our first and last names, we did like my name and then Chloe's name and filled in a bunch of information. And we were going to we were going to use Danielle Cloverfield. Yes. Oh, wow. Dana and Chloe. I think I called you though, like right as we had given our first book to our editor. And I was like, I don't want to use a pen name. I really want people to know it was me. And I was like, thank God, me too. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. You guys were on the same page, but you just didn't know it yet. Yeah, Yeah. that's been, that's been for most of it. Um, So our first book is called Chasing Catherine. Um, It's contemporary romance slash chiclet Mm -hmm. is probably how I classify it. We... We kept it in the romance genre because we felt like it was important for people to see how messy relationships are. Yeah. Um, yeah. And because romance, romance so often is boy meets girl, boy fixes better. all of the problems and they run off into the sunset together. And like, that's, mm-hmm. that's the farthest thing from a real relationship that you can yeah. honestly get. Like nothing, unless you grew up in the middle of nowhere and never talked to anybody and you know were Rapunzel and the first guy you met seemed perfect like it's just that's not feasible yeah yeah and we made some I think would be difficult choices within our romance novel to keep it real um our our main character Catherine is coming back from a abusive narcissistic relationship Wow. She's really struggling. She really doesn't know who she is because she met this guy in college and spent so many years with him and he controlled every aspect of her life. And it's hard to know what do I do now that I'm supposed to become my own person? Who am I? When everything has been decided for you for years. Yeah. And so, you know, we introduce a new love interest and he's amazing I still I have like the biggest crush on him still I'm I'm not even apologetic like love him so much (laughs) but honestly I think the best thing about him Nathan is our other character is that he he has his own shit he's got his own stuff going on like it's and we touch on that in our second book yes hardcore oh cool um but because he has his own stuff going on he is so compassionate toward Catherine as a person and really does a good job of following her lead yeah and I know I know for me um some of some of the scenes that we have together both in the first and second book mirror very closely mine and my husband's relationship um because after I had left the guy that I was dating before I met my husband I had some of the same issues he was he was mentally, you know, unstable and it had done a huge amount of damage to me and going into the relationship I had with my husband, you know, it's, it's scary to, to not just like 
heal after a relationship, but to let people see that things are not okay. Right. Um, and I think that the other like main point of why one of the main, you know, selling points of our book is that we let, we let that like ugly side of things come out. For me, I connected more with Nathan and, and, um, because my, my husband had a lot of struggles and left his own narcissistic relationship watching from the outside in of allowing him to make his own choices to lead where our relationship needed to be led was super important for us having a real healthy relationship. Um, We also apply a lot of dynamics to Catherine that are big struggles of old friends and new friends and reconnecting with her aunt and who is based off of my mother. (laughs) Um, she's a crazy uh, pot smoking hippie who just has all of the best advice but also is a little overbearing she's a little crazy as well and like (laughs) I just think that the dynamic that we give all of our characters are real there's there's no sugarcoating any of it they in our second book especially you know I love our first book absolutely adore chasing Catherine um and then I love the title too it's yeah that was because we we had talked we talked with our editor a little bit and we had a couple of different title ideas mm-hmm. and when it came down to it we were like we want Catherine to chase and fall in love with herself this is a romance story oh. about how to fall in love with you and like accept heart. love from other people because I think that's that's a big problem when you're coming out of I me mean, I had tough relationships but not quite to the extent that Catherine has sure is letting others in when you are down because there's you always want to put up a wall and and so we have Catherine's struggle with you know what do I do with this I have this big wall do I tear it down and let this out and do see what can happens I trust people can I trust people what's going to happen for for our story and for its realness, we needed to put those struggles in there. Uh, um, she makes a new friend, Amber. Amber is lovely, but she's also a little bit of a hyper squirrel. Um, <laughs> definitely ADHD. We have Megan, who's a really old, compassionate friend. But we I'm also- going to be real. I wrote I wrote Megan. It's Chloe. Just so we throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> but we have Megan, who's a really compassionate friend. But then there she's a part of the same friend group from high school that Catherine was in and they're not the best support systems and so mm-hmm. for her friend to go trashy ashy sucks like I get it yeah. you know but life is starting over and you need a chance to do that um wow so we we just really wanted it to be real and we're I'm so excited about our second book. I'm so excited so this one's called Finding Nathan oh Um, so yeah the titles go together um we're also going to be re-releasing chasing Catherine with a new book cover when we release finding nathan um that's gonna mimic the book cover that we made for finding nathan Mm -hmm. um because once i finished like drawing finding nathan's book cover i was like man our first book cover sucks yeah we need we need to change some things um so we're going to be re-releasing it but i don't want to spoil anything so i'm going to try and like be careful with what i say 
but Finding Nathan takes place about six or seven months after Jason. the first book. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is, it, it's been a while. Um, do you want me to do this? No, I'm just, <laughs> I, I was going to try and not spoil Chase and Catherine either. Cause at the end of Chase and Catherine, they don't end up together. We decided to keep that like a very specific separation that Catherine needed to figure herself out before she could put herself in a new relationship. That's so they really kind of commendable. put, you know, the brakes on for six months and Finding Nathan starts with them reconnecting. And we follow both of them through family struggles with addiction and um, like generational trauma, as um, well as like trauma from your family or from um cultural stuff yeah because Nathan is actually Latino I grew up in a majority Latino community and so uh, that's that's something that's close to my heart and um so if you enjoy reading Spanish we have a lot of that in there (laughs) uh and and there are some cultural things as a uh he would be a second generation immigrant and So there are some things that are culturally there that he's like, is that me though? Is that who I am? Do I really want to take on this, this role in my family when I've had, it's, it's not really a role in our family anymore. So we see a lot of like him struggling to make the right choices and figuring out how to like navigate conversations with his family and dealing with loss and you know making sure that he still is we we hit hard uh in the grief button on the book because especially for me I've dealt with a lot of grief in my life and Mm, sorry um, to hear that and so having uh, especially since we we lost my husband's brother to some addiction related things some mental health things and so there's a part of you that's so angry and so sad and so confused. And there's all of these different feelings that are there that aren't just like, oh, boo-hoo, this important person is gone. And I feel like sometimes when I read books where somebody loses somebody, it's just exclusively this air of sadness when a lot of times I know for a lot of men, anger is the first feeling that comes forward when it comes to grief and not mm-hmm. sadness because we live in a society where men aren't allowed to feel anything other than angry or neutral. Yeah. And we 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 work very hard to fight against toxic masculinity in oh, this book. I love yeah. that. We Thank really you. we really try and hit on making sure that we see more dynamic relationships again. We see you know, people, again, dealing with these are real problems and like navigating a relationship with somebody when your life is falling apart is hard, especially when you're being told by other people that you shouldn't have feelings for somebody because your life sucks right now and like you're grieving. So you're not allowed to find something that makes you happy. Mm -hmm. I know that's, that was a struggle for me when I had, um, a, a friend of mine pass away when I was in high school and like trying to figure out how to like be happy and satisfied again when everybody's like but this happened and your life is horrible and you feel terrible and it's like yeah but I don't want to feel terrible forever and there's also other aspects that I think you know we pulled from our own experience of like you're not grieving hard enough 
Yeah, you don't you're look like you're sad enough. That in wow. which you know we, with my husband's brother's passing, we really struggled because his parents didn't feel that he was grieving enough and that he shouldn't grieve. So it was very conflicting feelings, and we brought yeah. that into this book. Yeah. Uh, we also do a really good job of highlighting again obviously our first book is all about Catherine like she she was our main focus we did this one as a dual pov so you get a feel for both of them and what they're going through um and I think this was a really good way to like close out Catherine's side of the story as well because we allow her to finally get a lot of the closure that she needed um and like I said we have you know, Nathan's side of things, but even Catherine with like some of her family history and other issues that she had that we touch on in the first book really get brought to light in this. And you really get to see like the full effect of- She got big daddy issues. Yeah. And lots of mommy issues. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Catherine. She's, she's had it hard. And I think, I think that's real is I'm, mm-hmm. sometimes you read a book where like, the female is good other than she's a little neurotic and like has to have post-it notes everywhere and then (laughs) then her perfect man comes along and tells her to be adventurous and it's like yeah sometimes it was wrong with her sometimes life just sucks and you need each other to feel better like Mm -hmm. I know for me when I've had some issues in the past with like my family and stuff you know my husband has been my safe place he's that is that is like the only person that I have felt safe around, even when everything else is crumbling. And I think it is so important to show that like there's realness behind relationships because not just you're not just hiding with somebody, even though you might get accused of that multiple times that like, oh, well, you're just trying to forget about it. So you're like hiding with somebody or you're using them to make yourself feel better. But in reality, sometimes you just find somebody you click and they're safe. Yeah. It's, you know, that was, that was day one with me and my husband is like from the beginning, the first time that we met, it was safe. It just, it felt safe. And that's amazing. You just, it's not, it's not a perfect science. It doesn't always make sense. It is the way that it is. And like, people can say whatever they want, but when you find somebody like that, even though your life is crumbling, that person's there. Mm-hmm. yeah when you know you know yep. yeah wow thank you guys for both being just first off being so vulnerable sharing those very raw pieces I I appreciate it very much thank you and yeah. Yeah, I, I love all the realness that is compiled in your book like I really want to read it <laughs> I wanted to read it before but now I want to read it even more I'll send you a copy yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh my gosh and I think that's your point about us being vulnerable is is for us to have written a a good book we had to be I also I I mean I appreciate that you're saying we're vulnerable but I have had the chance to read your book I I have you know when I went through I did read your book and that that honestly to me means a lot because I saw your vulnerability in your book and it was just such an incredibly beautiful touching story I'm not trying to like take over or anything but <laughs> just to put that out there like it was you it was one of the best books that I had read by a small author at at all and I oh I read gosh. a lot of books when I go through and edit I mean I have to so like I I uh, we were before we started this I was like I having on a lot of info on you because I've been busy 
and I was asking her some questions. She's like, you need to read this. You, you, we, you should read this. It's it really is, good. You fall in line a lot with a lot of our feelings. I feel like when you write your books and the vulnerability that you share. So when you guys I were do. talking, it was resonating with a lot of things you were saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I caught that in your writing. I really liked it. <laughs> oh, thank you guys. Oh, my little heart's so warm right now. Thank oh, you. I'm so glad. That's we're so... like two giant cozy sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> I love that analogy. <laughs> you guys are so funny. Please do. I would not have guessed that you guys have only been friends for like a that's not a short period of time, like years. It's almost three but... years now. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a long time. I it's almost three years now. Um, I you know, if I'm honest, it's we come from a very similar upbringing. Yeah. Oh um, wow. And we, two-parent household, um, brother with struggles. I have, uh, I have three older brothers. I'm the baby and the only girl. Um, and I have, I have a uh, severely autistic brother. He's mostly nonverbal. Her brother is absolutely lovely, but mentally ill AF. And, but he's he's such a beautiful song oh, he's so great I love mm-hmm. him I just he's he's a giant fuzzy sweater yeah he is <laughs> um and so we had we had quite a few aspects of our our lives that aligned and so there was a lot of connection and, and understanding you're not even gonna hit on the big one so we both married <laughs> men that had been married before yes. that had children yes which was oh, one wow. of our that I think honestly for for me at least that was something when I I moved almost two hours away from my parents when I got married somewhere I hadn't been before I was like struggling to find a job and fit in and none of my friends lived close or really cared because I got pregnant like 10 weeks after I got married on accident (laughs) um (laughs) (laughs) so we had a baby almost exactly a year after we got married um and you know a lot of my friends are just now getting married and just now thinking of doing things so I didn't have anybody and my husband was finally like you need to meet this person stop complaining and I will I will find a way for you to meet Chloe because you guys will get along you have the same things going on I I went to my husband uh her husband and I all went to school together and were in high school at the same time I'm a little bit younger um and her husband and my brother actually graduated together. So I've known her husband for a really long time. Wow, that's <laughs> wild. Yeah, so like it, it was kind of meant to be, honestly, at, at the end I of the day. I believe it was. My husband didn't tell me when we actually went over to meet them that it was at their house because he had he had been bothering me for like four months to like friend her on Facebook and talk to her because he's like, I, I just need you to like be friends with her. So leave me alone. <laughs> like you guys will get along so just be friends with her and I'm like no I don't want to sound like a needy asshole leave me alone <laughs> so when we we started playing D&D with oh, friends of his from high school yes, yes! oh my god <laughs> um sorry he go didn't ahead. tell me it was at their house because he didn't think I would go he told me and he was right. I would have gone and told me because I would have thought it was a setup, which it was. But like two thirds of the way through that night, Chloe and I had been talking and just like laughing and enjoying ourselves so much. And he leans over and he's like, that's the person I've been telling you to friend on Facebook for the last half of a year. And I'm like, sorry. 
fine. <laughs> we talk about it a little bit in our blog of meeting each other. <laughs> and on my end, it was very different. I had no idea her existence, nothing. And she, Brock is like, hey, you remember Josh from high school? I'm like, yeah, you guys were like best friends. He's like, well, he wants to hang out. Let's have a party. And so w- me and my husband are the hostess with the mostest. We love to have parties and love gatherings Such and a vibe. those things. I don't understand that, but... <laughs> <laughs> um he we we joke that he's an extrovert with autism um so he loves them but they also horribly overwhelm <laughs> oh, no. um then josh shows up and i'm like hey josh and he's like this is my new wife and i'm like oh great and then <laughs> talking with her and and i'm very good at socializing all this stuff i'm like man i like you a little bit extra I think I want to keep you around. (laughs) I'm going to keep you. (laughs) And so after that party, I harassed her for like two weeks of like, so when are you coming over to have coffee? So when are you coming over to have coffee? And my husband on the other end, I'm like, did you tell Chloe to ask her to invite me over? Is this a setup again? (laughs) And he's like, no, just go. It took me a while, but we got it. We got it. And we had coffee and it was wonderful. Her, Her son is a year uh, younger than my middle child. Uh, my oldest is from my husband's previous marriage, but I'm her 24 seven mom. And so I don't, there's I'm mom in which I, her, her bio mom had a lot of struggles, but we get along great now. And she's oh, good. lovely. Um, now that she's gotten help and gotten things together and gotten her life more together. Um, but I've been mom for the past seven years and so I don't really separate from the other kids um, but my stepdaughter is about a year and a half younger than her and um, we often joke that I'm just like a year ahead everything's just like a year ahead like they got <laughs> married almost exactly a year before us wow uh it was like exactly a year before us because uh, I'm just we got married December 10th the 10th and we got married December 16th well so exactly a year later like it's it's a very odd coincidence like I said like there's some sort of like cosmic joke going on here that we just like (laughs) cosmic joke (laughs) we just like hit everything somebody somewhere is watching us and just being like you guys it was inevitable at some time (laughs) right (laughs) like everything is just really close and it's made it impossible for us to leave each other alone Uh, yeah codependency all we're really codependent (laughs) oh you guys are inseparable I love it yeah what a beautiful story thank you for sharing that with me I was actually really curious to know like how you guys became <laughs> friends so thank you yeah. for sharing that yeah we're, we're a little obsessed with each other and then after that she became Donut Dana um Donut Dana. To my, that was how I make friends then, I just brought food and then, then two year works. old I remember the first time she didn't come over with donuts. Oh, he was livid. He's like, <gasps> you're not Donut Dana anymore. <laughs> I'm like, I never Title wanted revoked. to be this in the first place. <laughs> I didn't ask for this. <laughs> and we've had to sit down with our sons because they think they're related. Oh. This is this is our other house. We have our home with daddy and sissy. And then we have our other house that we go to is what my son says. Oh my gosh. So like, it's pretty yeah, we're, it's, we're, we have a lot of issues. <laughs> you guys are friendship goals. For sure. Yeah. I love Aww. it. <laughs> well, how, okay. So maybe you guys can answer this question for yourselves, but if you had to describe your writing style in three words, what would those three words be? Which one are you going to use? 
we talked about this in depth before we got on the podcast. Well, um, I haven't read Colleen Hoover. But Cheater! I-, I wanted to say that. <laughs> you want to say it? It's fine. Go ahead. I came up with the idea anyways. I haven't read Colleen. She before. hasn't even read her. So like, how do you know? I, I, have I honestly read haven't read her either. I, I read Verity, but she, from my understanding, so many of the comparisons we get to our book is oh, wow. we are Colleen Hoover wannabes. Yeah. <laughs> that, that I don't really have like a different way to describe it. I think that hits pretty close as far as like, you know, for people that may have read her books that would be interested in ours that she does a really good job of just like throwing people in the worst, most heartbreaking situations ever and being mm-hmm. like, but survival and love and relationships are still possible afterward. Just realize that sometimes it's really gross and really hard along the way. And we fall into that a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't read a Colleen Hoover book without sobbing at least twice. I've heard that. <laughs> I, I just finished Ugly Love not that long ago. And I was like, <laughs> and my husband like walks into the kitchen because I listen to it. So I have my headphones and he walks into the kitchen and I'm just like raced against the counter, just sobbing. And he's like, what happened? <laughs> and I'm like, this book is just, I just understand so much what they're going through. And he's like, why do you do this to yourself? <laughs> so yeah, that's honestly why I haven't picked up one of her books. <laughs> I know I'm going to cry. So I just need I to. I cried wait. at the end of your book. So like. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, cry, also a I cry really easily. She's a crier. I, me too. It, it's usually like, like tv or something that makes me cry see tv and movies like people who like tear up for that the only one that I ever like truly teared up for I think was a marvel movie and that's embarrassing <laughs> but like tv and movies doesn't really do it for me but man you give me a book and like if there is anything that is like feelings based in that book I'm gonna sob like I've, I literally send Chloe pictures all the time when I'm in the oh, middle yeah. of reading books of just me. She's, she's, uh, <laughs> That's true friendship. She's reading S-Jam right now and is constantly sending me photos of her <laughs> over Crescent City. Your photo gallery is just random pictures. <laughs> I get them back all the time. I finally had her read. So like I read fantasy. That's like what I like to read. I like fantasy and I like romance and chiclet and other things like that but I don't really care for a lot of other books so I finally convinced her to read one of my books even though she thought it was going to be like smutty porny fairy stuff but it isn't that's quite the combo we have we like two very different genres very different um but I got my own crying pictures back while she was listening to the book series that I made her read just why you told me you wouldn't tell anyone i lie <laughs> so chloe what's your uh genre that you like to i like horror a lot okay um, i was gonna guess that true crime suspense all that is my jam exposure therapy i don't know um whether it comes from my trauma or the fact that i like to be on the edge of my seat i also um love, love stories just don't do it for me a lot except for ours because we literally write romance <laughs> love stories don't do it for me a lot but I really like to write romance with you so I just like I, I love Nick Cutter's work he wrote The Deep and 
Um, I, I also, the thing I like is I'm a little bit of a fact nerd and I feel like a lot of times in suspense or horror, they will use facts to suspend that disbelief and be like, here's some science and it's gonna murder you. (laughs) (laughs) I like magic and swords and dragons and people with wings. <laughs> I and I uh I also love true crime so much. Uh I love a true crime documentary. I'm I'm a big fan. Like I love um I think her la- uh last name is McNamara. Um but she writes a lot of true crime books and it's very good. She's passed now, but her her work is oh. just wonderful to read because she gets to a lot of hardcore facts and she talks to people that not even the police do wow um, that's dope golden state serial killer there we go <laughs> um and she wrote the book that helped them catch him no way. yeah the her book actually led police in the right direction that's awesome and, and then he he was caught unfortunately she was passed by this point but um her work led to that man true crime books just fascinating um and I also love the brain psychology is just my go-to it's so great but she only likes scary people and messed up people's brains Mm -hmm. (laughs) she doesn't like the romance brain (laughs) it's and and uh that may be just because I'm I kind of am a uh closed off person due to my own struggles in life and uh taking it to that more personal extent is hard for me and when I read a book I read it to um escapism and really enjoy not being totally uh uh, thrown back into my own issues yeah that's totally understandable well I would love to dive in now about your guys writing process which I've been kind of like on the edge of my seat wondering how that goes about you touched on it a little bit but yeah I would just um, love to hear more about it we scream at each other uh innuendos uh <laughs> penises <laughs> <laughs> we do have I'll just throw this out there we do have a blog on our blog thing our site that is the first half of it is a uh a sms messaging back and forth of what it what it looks like for us to talk to each other um Mm -hmm. while we're going through the writing and editing process because um so we we do write romance we do write you know open door romance so like if that skeeves you out maybe avoid it our first book doesn't actually have anything really in it um but chloe does not enjoy those scenes so instead of instead of just writing them like a normal person would and moving on, she puts tons of really weird innuendos into them. I think I'm funny. It like skis me out so bad. <laughs> I'll be going to read whatever she's written after the kids have gone to bed, and I'm like, why did this happen like this? <laughs> I I write a lot of times when I write, I write to make myself laugh, or I write mm-hmm. myself to feel good so a lot of our comedic relief is usually done on my end 
I love but that. I also know Dana's gonna read it and I know some of these things are gonna bother her <laughs> and I know they'll get changed because we add it together and we'll talk it out and do all these things but I also do things just to bother her <laughs> <laughs> it's a brilliant um, dynamic that's all right I started at the end of finding Nathan we we hardcore edited before you even send it to our editor um and we went through because we were under word count so I went through first read the entire thing added detail and stuff where necessary Chloe followed behind me and went through and did more detailed edits added more dialogue or changed anything that she didn't like that I put in um and she gets really pissed (laughs) because a lot of the time when I'm like just word vomiting trying to write as fast as I can I start sentences a lot of the time with and or but just I don't it just comes out because I just word vomit and it makes her insane so like the last four chapters of of our second book that we wrote I made sure to start like every sentence on I literally went literally when I started editing those I'm like I will never forgive you for this (laughs) she doesn't use punctuation though like ever when she writes and it drives me insane um because she'll like leave dialogue outside of like with nothing no punctuation no commas no nothing she'll just capitalize letters this is just i just this is my brain i've got to vomit just kind of like her brain vomit so like i'll get i'll get on to edit what she's written because we also edit chapter by chapter as we go um but i'll get on to edit and it'll just be an entire page with no punctuation (laughs) (laughs) She'll, she'll capitalize where things are supposed to start but no punctuation Anyway, that was a total tangent. That's that's a big but, part of our writing process. It, yeah, it is. And we we write most of the time at the same time. Yes, um, a lot of the time. We share Google Docs and write a lot. Oh, okay. And like use the chat to talk back and forth. Or we'll FaceTime each other mm-hmm. while we're writing. And, and a lot of times we lay out, we have a really thorough outline. We have a very, very thorough character Bible um, because we discuss all of our ideas beforehand we lay out our acts because we don't want to uh not step on each other's toes but like lay out an idea and write four chapters and then one of us be like but wait we needed to add this here and this there and um yeah we definitely we have long conversations together we do all of our pre-planning completely together like face to face sitting at somebody's house it that's not something that we do over facetime that's not something we do over text we don't want any miscommunication when it comes to the hard core of the book this is these are the plot points this is the crescendo this is what is being put in the book everything else can be switched around but this is solid we don't want any miscommunication with it we do it in person and for my mental health, I have to have a very detail-oriented style of planning. Um, again, we have a blog post about it where I go into heavy detail about <laughs> how we have found that outlining works the best for us. But we basically follow like that that five-step introduction, rising action, climax, falling action, resolution format. And we go through and we make like a bulleted list underneath each one to kind of figure out like, all right, for our introduction, we have this character, this character, this character, this character in this place, this location, this thing that we're doing. And the kind of 
introduction to what's going to happen. So we, you know, if it's the first book, then we start from scratch. If it's the second book, like Finding Nathan, we, you know, reiterate what we did in the first book and where we want things to change. And like our character Bible for our first book is mostly focused on Catherine, her family and her relationships. And then we just kind of are like, okay, this is Nathan and here are his siblings. Whereas this book, we focused more on Nathan. So we wrote out his family tree. We wrote out how they're connected. Wow. We wrote out their personalities. Uh, like Nathan has uh, twin sisters and they're the trope of being polar opposites. And I'm we pretty sure that sure. we have them messed up though still in our book. We got to fix that. Um, <laughs> twins, you mix planning. them up in real yeah. life. Our, right? poor planning, our poor planning from our first book really made a lot of work for us in our second book when we decided that we were going to be like, we were going to have things set because our first book was trial and error. We, you know, you grow a lot from it. You do oh, for sure. And yeah. it's, it's definitely one of those things that we took everything that we learned with our first book and we made sure with our second book, I think we took a month to plan finding Nathan. Like oh, yeah. we, we sat down and, you know, from that like bulleted list of things, we turned each one into a full chapter description. So by the time that we're done with our planning, we have somewhere between 25 and 30 chapters completely planned out from start to finish. Like we, because with our first book, we planned out like the first six chapters and then we planned out like 10 more and then we ended up changing things. Then we planned out a couple more and then we added some characters and we had to go back through and it was, it was a mess. (laughs) It was a mess. We've sent it to our editor and she's like, we have to redo this entire thing for this to be a cohesive story. And we're like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) um speaking of our editor she is amazing we have to give her a shout out christine nielsen she is a wonderful editing co yeah i think she is a wonderful author she has been our absolute like uh we're a little obsessed with her we (laughs) got a little crush on her uh but she's become like our mentor in writing and she's a very well-accomplished editor and writer and um she guided us through everything and yeah um when we just found her online and she accepted our work just because she saw us as a charity project (laughs) um not really she really enjoyed our writing and so Mm -hmm. she was like these guys can take it further and so her believing in us is has been astronomically important to us to continue writing um so i just have to give her a little shout out she's 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 really amazing she's a wonderful human being she makes great time for us um she's taken every curveball we've thrown at her (laughs) because we've had a few where we were like last second like hey what do you think about this texting her in the middle of the night (laughs) she's like Um, okay like sounds great talk about it sounds good And and I think editing is a really important, obviously it's an important process, but having the right editor, um, if you're self-editing, having the right editor really makes a difference. And if you're self-editing, it does create some issues where uh, you're not going to see everything because you're the one that's spent hours and hours and hours and hours staring at the screen Mm -hmm. you're gonna miss things and we actually I mean we get uniquely you know lucky working together because a lot of the time when we do go through the writing process we have one person writing and one person editing like following behind um to make sure that we are catching as much as we can by ourselves um 
which, you know, a lot of people don't, don't get that opportunity. You know, a lot of people write by themselves. So Mm -hmm. it's way easier to get burnt out and miss things and do stuff. But like, we also, this time we've made sure we wrote one full draft. That was like, our main goal was plan it out and finish the draft. We were not going back through and doing any major editing until we had an entire story from start to finish on our computers. Mm -hmm. And then we went through and started to edit because we were about 7,000 words below the word count that I wanted. Because like when I follow behind her or when she follows behind me, it's usually just the little typos or like... Putting punctuation in (laughs) where there is no punctuation. (laughs) And, and, and so our big edits of like, this does not fit right there. Let's trash it. We don't do that until we are completely done. done. We'll like flag things if we're talking to each other, when we finally start reading. Cause a lot of the time with dialogue, we end up reading out loud to each other, Mm -hmm. um, like sitting face to face. And if something doesn't work, we'll just kind of like flag it and come back to it later. Just because with, with our first book, we were so concerned about every single tiny detail that it honestly, it honestly made it worse. Mm -hmm. Like we were so concerned with every single potential typo or plot hole that we created more typos and plot holes (laughs) trying to overcompensate and fix things. When in reality, like I'm, I'm really proud of the draft that we sent of finding Nathan to our editor this time. I Mm -hmm. think that following the steps that we did, it came out way cleaner than the first one. And we had we had more of an idea of our story. Um, we we knew how to work together. We've worked together now for over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to like know how to to work together, I think really helped us step into our own and, you know, understanding writing styles. And I also um, think that since we both now have editing experience, not just from our own work, like I've edited for Dana or for people on Upwork, uh, Dana has her own book. It's called Deceptive Love. <laughs> and, and so having that experience and learning, it's made a huge, a huge difference. Because really when we started it, I mean, I don't mean anything against Chloe because she is a fantastic writer. She has great ideas. But when we went into it, I was the only one that had any type of technical experience at all in what we were doing. You know, I had I had worked as an editor before, not nearly as in-depth as we do now and not not to the caliber that I've done, you know, kind of in my own business over the last year. But there was a lot of like refiguring things out for, you know, trying to explain why I have things set up a certain way or why I've chosen things to go the way that they are. Because, you know, sometimes we would have like little petty arguments about formatting or about how how we introduce chapters or dialogue or whatever and they're stupid fights but like trying to like catalog things for me to be able to go back through later and you know make it a book for my brain I need certain things done a certain way (laughs) and like in the beginning that was hard to explain because I'm like why can't you just do it that way I told you just to do it that way (laughs) and and I think one of the things that has made our working relationship work is we're both very communicative like we both express our feelings we both work really hard I remember our editor had made a suggestion to our first book and Dana was on board with it and I'm sitting there to Brock which is my husband thinking about it and um she she was thinking about it for the idea and I'm sitting in bed and I'm like I can't do it 
it's not right for our character because we did we we develop these really close relationships really to our characters you to do our characters they mean so much to you they're close to your heart yeah by the time yeah. by the time you're done with a book i mean and i called her because my husband's like just freaking call dana and i'm like i don't want her to be mad at me and so finally i called her um and i was like this isn't this isn't right for her and she's like okay I'm like what do you mean okay I was just like that's fine I wasn't I wasn't like gunning for it but I was I at the time was like trying to start a conversation where like we got I mean we got a whole bunch of suggestions and a whole bunch of things changed and I was like okay we need to have a conversation about this and so I'm like okay well you know she gave us this outline and I kind of like these like I understand why she suggests these like six things in her outline or whatever she had sent us to help us move the story along better and Chloe's like so does that mean we have to rewrite the entire thing and I was like no I'm just I'm just trying to talk about it like because <laughs> it's true our communication has always been like we'll tell each other exactly how we feel with writing and with life and all of the stuff well that's vital I'm glad that you guys have that element Don't you can see it too well thank you guys for taking me through on your writing journey I love right. how intimate it is because you're right a lot of us writers typically write alone it's a pretty solo career yeah and it's been so neat and fascinating and lovely to see how your guys writing relationship works this is beautiful and yeah and we do write about it a lot on our blog we talk about our writing stuff a lot we talk about all sorts of things yeah it doesn't really make sense all of the things we talk about so it's just one big conglomerate of I love things that we find fascinating or (laughs) <laughs> oh I was just geeking out at your guys um your form like the formatting you guys are talking about and how you organize things I actually look up to that a lot of times when I write a story it's just kind of like we'll see what happens but I think I should take your guys lead I should do that more because it sounds really satisfying and I think like right now I'm working on my own and I have a basic outline written out because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not as detail needing as Dana, mm-hmm. um, but it really, it does make a difference to, if I was just word vomiting and not having any cohesion, it would not be, cause I'm really happy with what I've written so far. And like Dana has taught me so much. She's teaching me formatting right now. Um, truly she's been so helpful at us growing our business because honestly we want to turn um, DCB novels into a business where we consult with other indie authors where we offer formatting and editing and all these things and even just like general information for people that have the idea to write and don't know where to start yes we're in the process of working on uh, actually a booklet um that is our writing process Mm -hmm. explained in detail but it's an interactive booklet that we're hoping to be able to release soon where how cool you can get it and you can fill in the blanks and it'll take you through every single step of our editing process that we do exactly as we do it so that by the time you're done you come out with a fully developed outline that you can turn into a book and and I think for a lot of indie authors you know getting with a publishing house is so hard so hard and if you can't get with a publishing agent or a publishing house you are kind of just thrown out into the snow with no boots on Mm -hmm. you know you're you have no idea what you're doing there it takes a ton of time and research 
So if we can help other writers kind of avoid a lot of our beginner mistakes, we would love to. Yeah, I think that, you know, aside from our passion for writing that has come from this and like being able to explore genres, I mean, Chloe said she's working on horror, uh, hopefully by the end of next year. So, you know, almost two years out. I want to be able to release like a fantasy novel that's, you know, since that's been my favorite genre since childhood mm-hmm. and the most daunting, honestly, to write because I'm a planner oh, and know. I have so many things and there's a lot that goes into writing something that seems believable. Um, but on top of us, like being able to branch out and write what we want to write and learn about the writing process, it has given us such a passion for other small authors that, you know, I, I do a lot of formatting for a lot of people. And a lot of that is because it is it is so expensive to get formatting done well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, indie authors, a lot of them have fantastic stories, like oh, yeah. absolutely incredible stories, but the books look like shit on the inside. Like, you know, we used we used the the standard formatting for Kindle and for Draft to Digital and for Ingram Spark for our books the first time around and it about gave me an aneurysm because I've, I've done formatting for so long that I was like, I cannot let this be a thing. And, you know, as, as a writer, if I picked up a book and it came to me like that, I'd be like, is this real? What's, what is happening? Like, what is this? This is not. Formatting is such a big part of books anyways, because I think visually, if your book is hard to look at, it's hard to read. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so important. You know, a lot of the software for indie authors doesn't give you the opportunity to make something like a text message or an internal monologue or a note or something look, you know, so unique because it's just it's not something that's that's offered for people because it takes time and it takes money and you know it's it's great that Amazon lets you publish basically for free if you want to like that's fantastic but like if they're not going to give you what you need to to be successful that sucks and like coming from a place where we struggled with that and having the ability to help other people has just been so huge for us because we want to make sure that there are other people with great stories like ours that have the opportunity to make it somewhere because it looks good or it you know comes together well or you need a book cover you need something done and we have the very unique ability of doing most of it and would love to be able to share that with people yeah Dana you were a saint when you helped me (laughs) but you completely like transformed my book it was a hot mess formatting wise like it needed some formatting love so bad and you were so generous and kind and you took that little mess and you tidied it up I I absolutely love your book and I really hope that we do work together in the future because um I was gonna ask you about that like (laughs) off podcast so definitely going to come come your way and Chloe you've been I've loved meeting you. I would love to keep in touch with you too. Of course. I, I love you. guys are both people, delightful. So, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> and if you need help, you know, going forward, we Honestly, both have our own unique things that we do. So. Yeah. We, you know, I, I personally love editing. I know Dana really enjoys formatting. My favorite is editing. I, I like love, make things pretty. <laughs> I love line editing. I love giving advice on, you know, how to get your movement going and your pacing um and and so we 
within our own what we're doing even there compliment each other we do wow we you do. guys literally we're, were meant to meet yeah it's <laughs> it's I'm telling you it's some sort of cosmic joke there's something <laughs> something is going on that they're just like wait till uh, we find you out you guys are like, <laughs> like long lost twins or something. yeah soulmate <laughs> friend switch to birth <laughs> I I would say that's a possibility but my parents are birth video people so I know oh I know. cool <laughs> that's one I haven't heard in a while <laughs> I got my parents are wonderful and and like I shared CC our character in the first book is based off of my mother and I feel like uh Nathan's mom in the second book falls in line with your mom um very like this is what I mean this is what I need to say now you go figure it out I love you (laughs) and 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 whereas my mom is one of those people that will give you advice even if you don't ask for it um and and we love her for it yes so I and I think our personal lives really show in the book in a way without knowing us because we we take from our lives I mean they say write what you know. So we just filled all of our trauma in all of our books. We're oh, just like, sure. well, it makes it really world figure Nathan out. really hits all of my generational and family trauma right in the good spot. And man, Catherine really just like kicks me in the knees every time I read it when I'm just like, ah, yes, all of my trauma. Give it back to me. <laughs> this is nice. <laughs> I love letting people read this when I'm like, when we first released it and people were coming back to us with stuff. And I'm just like, I'm glad you think that was interesting. Or like they would say something and I'm like, you obviously don't have trauma. (laughs) (laughs) That must be nice. (laughs) Yeah, right. You obviously don't have issues (laughs) because it it makes it more relatable, though, when you put pieces Mm -hmm. of yourself in your book. Oh, for sure. For sure. I was nervous for that, too, when I released my book. Like, oh, I wonder, like, you know, are people going to try to connect the dots of like things that are, oh, what's this of her? And yeah, I had that fear. Yeah, my my therapist actually ordered my book and she read it. And I hopped on one time because I do telehealth and she like was holding the book up and she was and talking. You're like, ah! <laughs> she knows everything, but <laughs> that so hard. My right. therapist bought my book too, and I'm just like, I refuse to tell my therapist the uh, title name. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a writer. That's it. You don't you're need not to look getting your further into up. it. <laughs> my therapist was like referring like my main character's name is Lucy and instead of saying Lucy she'd be like yeah and Bria did this and that I was like do you know that you're switching the the names right now <laughs> you're like Goofy. wow thanks for calling me out dude yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> yeah but it's it's nice to sprinkle yourself in in your books we didn't sprinkle it was like a full <laughs> bucket pour <laughs> bucket pour well that's that's where the relatability comes in yeah for sure I'm I'm looking forward to your answer for this question I'm sure you guys talked about it which of your characters could you see being on some kind of reality competition show (laughs) we did talk about this in depth (laughs) and do you think they would win 100% the ones we picked would 100% win and anybody who has read our book would agree with us so we have this character he is absolutely I personally this is my head canon about our own book is that he's like the god of the realm (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we've talked about once we finish so we have a whole bunch of books we want to write for the town that we're in mm-hmm. 
um, like so eight or cool. nine of them. So all of them, all of the characters overlap in all of the books that we have released so far. They all touch. They're all and, and we also have a uh, short novel on uh, Kindle Unlimited called mm-hmm. One Mile to Bethany Grove that has a bunch of short stories of each of the individual side characters. That's yeah, so cool. it's a bunch of like where they are nows or what's happening behind the scenes or things like that. But we have joked that for this character, Larry, that once we're done with this, we're going to write an entire book from his perspective of him just like sitting back and watching everything that happens. Larry <laughs> is a uh, amputee. He only has one arm. He's missing his left arm. But Larry works everywhere, literally works everywhere. We have him at working at the diner. We have him working at CC's bar. He owns the coffee shop. He owns the coffee shop. Um, he's a handyman. Saw... He used to pick Catherine up from school when CC couldn't, when they lived together, when her parents couldn't. Um, and he's also comedic relief. He's hilarious. One of the things for us we that's important is that he has a disability that doesn't hold him back in any shape or form yeah nothing holds him back not at all and living as an amputee is hard it's that's hard but he's able to nail roof pieces there's all sorts of things that he's able to do and he won't be held back and we 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 have a joke uh about him where nobody knows what happens to his eye. nobody knows why he does because he tells everyone a different story it was a shark it was in the war it was <laughs> they cloned him uh there's all sorts everybody of- had everybody who's asked has had a different answer from him because it doesn't it. at the end of the day it doesn't matter it's not a defining point of him as a character and i do think you know one of the things that we strive to do in our books in general is be diverse to hit you know have cultural issues to have people from different backgrounds to have somebody with a disability like separated parents you know everything we have cc which is the other we we are two characters that would just yeah cc and larry have to do it together i have this weird theory that they've been friends since they were like three years old (laughs) um but they don't really like talk about it nor do they like let people know that they've been friends that long because they're also kind of like they snip at each other a lot in our books again. They're almost like relief. they're almost like siblings. I would say they. I think that like should be siblings. a great plot twist. You should throw in <laughs> Surprise! Estranged siblings. Um, but Cece, Cece is <sighs> grade A badass. She's a spinster. She never got married. She's like you would expect her to be knitting in her fifties with her eight hundred cats when she has a. Uh, uh, a great dive bar just fantastic she has a dive bar she's a psychology major she's traveled the world she dresses in moomoo's every day she's a major stoner lipstick she has a different partner can i be her best friend oh my god i want to hang out with her i yeah but they're gonna be they have to be together i they have to be together because cc is the only person that i feel like could handle larry's insanity and I think they would have to be on a show like The Challenge, something oh, yeah. that's like very obviously not something that they should do. She's way too old and he doesn't have an arm. So like, how are they going to handle doing things? And they would win. Yes. They would win. Like hands down. Solid. Everybody else would like leave on purpose by the end and of you it because they didn't want to be embarrassed. <laughs> with with the way Cece is, uh, when you read our book, you'll get it. Um, mm-hmm. But Cece probably would have signed her and Larry up without saying anything. Yeah, and then just been like, been hey, like Larry, leaving. hop in the, hop in the we're gonna go bus. We're <laughs> going on a trip. Show up at a studio. And he's like, oh, are we taking a tour? And she's like, no, we're on the show. <laughs> 100% she would do that. She would just be like, yep, we're going to go do this. 
yeah, I told Charles the bar is just going to be closed for yeah. the foreseeable future or whatever. Oh my god! And they would win. Mm-hmm. And they would sure. win. One hundred percent makes me even more excited to read your guys' book. <laughs> That's amazing. We, we we've created these like important, you know, main characters, but our side characters because they end up getting oh. their own stories at some point. Side characters are like my soul. Why I just love it? them yeah. so much. It's so fun to develop side characters. It's so oh, fun. Sure. And we make yeah. ours, you know, so dynamic that you you want you want to, you know, go to coffee with them. You want to be their best friends. You want to talk to them. Like you want these things to happen because <laughs> they're just they're so fun and they're so real. Yep. I, and I think in our second book, we have the most side characters that are very well developed because Nathan comes from a large Latino family. Oh, yeah. And they are just, they, they're all so unique and have different levels of acceptance of their own culture. And we have all these aunts and uncles and we have all these and we all all of them are written out. All they of them all have a backstory. They all have, they're all different. They sound different. They talk different. They act different. All of it. Well, I loved that answer. That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and I got yeah. a little character peek. Thank you. <laughs> we, we just, we're so passionate about our stories. We could talk about them all day forever with anybody. I love, who that's asks. what it's all about. That's oh, 100%. I can't tell you the amount of times that we've been out somewhere and somebody's been like, what do you do for work? And I'm like, let me tell you. <laughs> Clear your afternoon. <laughs> let me talk to you for 25 minutes. I will give you an in-depth description of everything. Mm-hmm. Just because we love it so much and we want other people to love it and read it and, you know, see themselves in it and see something that they maybe haven't before or that they've been misled by or who knows what it is that our goal with our books is to be diverse enough that there's something for everybody inside of any of them at any given time that we're never, we're never geared toward one, you know, type of reader base, even though we classify ourselves as romance, we're not geared toward one type of writer base. We have tons of styles and people and characters. We we try to be very, not, it's not even trying really. It just is diverse. It's reality and reality Mm -hmm. is diverse you know yeah and I think we've we've had a specific ability to experience diversity in our own lives in depth whether it's from moving or from the people that we've been around or you know things that we've talked about or situations that we found ourselves in that we've we've had the chance to see so much diversity and you know even overcoming some of our own issues Mm -hmm. and like wanting people to not define us by certain things has just given us the ability to create a platform that's hopefully safe and fun and enjoyable for everybody as long as you like a little bit of tongue kissing (laughs) I mean definitely I I've felt very comfortable and open with both of you like talking with both of you and honestly your guys passion it feels like my want to read the book because I can just see the excitement and the joy that it sparks in you guys and that's beautiful nice. and that honestly means that the book is full of life that's we, wonderful we so hope so so thanks yeah, yeah. you'll have to tell Wait. us what you think when you oh, do read it oh, I definitely sure. will yes. you guys will hear from me 
and then and then we're we're gonna be well i'm gonna be reading your book for the first time so we can do a little review on our blog i'm very excited (laughs) i'm very excited to read your book since dana's told me about it so i i gushed about it a little bit because it really has been one of the best books that i've read in a while as far as like what what genre do you classify it into is it like a coming of age is that what it's Um, not really like a romance it's not yeah, I would say it's more of like a new adult coming of age yeah. type of deal. Because okay. I was going to say, it's not really YA, it's just just contemporary fiction is kind of what... Yeah. yeah. I yeah. adored it. I loved it. I related very much with a lot of your characters and oh, some of the things that they went through, so... Thank you. Um, that means so much to me. I enjoyed it. I'm excited for Chloe to read it so we can gush about it together on our blog. <laughs> uh, by the way... Thank you. You know, we're gonna put you on our blog tomorrow I don't think I told you that oh how exciting um, yeah. we, we didn't we didn't plan this week's blog and you sent me your stuff back and I was like you know what let's just put Briya on there because I read we're doing stuff. a podcast with her today yeah. and, and like we'll have you fresh in our mind oh wait so you guys are amazing we'll you on there too and talk about all the stuff that yeah Oh my gosh, my face hurts. I've been smiling so much. <laughs> Thank you. That's so, so sweet. Excited. Do you guys have any sage words of advice for little writers out there who might be tuning in? Do it. The Shia LaBeouf. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. It doesn't matter if it's good at this point. Like your first draft is never going to be good. The first oh, idea that you have yeah. is never going to be good. I'm pretty sure Catherine was the most boring person in the world when we started writing her. Like, it doesn't it doesn't have to be anything. Don't worry about your genre. If you have an idea and you have a story, just... If you have your idea, just vomit it out and you can apply the outlines and the other things later. For sure. But just make it happen. You can do it. All you need... And I mean, Google Docs is available to anyone. You don't have to own Microsoft. You don't have to pay for a program use google docs and make it happen because i'm not going to say if you're so confident <laughs> because there are there are some writers that are so confident that they're good that they're not um whatever her name is real 50 shades gray not to throw shade sorry <laughs> um but just put it out there and don't don't be afraid to let people read it because I think we had fears when we started reaching out to beta readers. Definitely. We, we oh, yeah. went the beta reader route. And, you know, you're going to get some criticisms because it's not polished. But you're also going to get encouragement and support. And it may not come from your family or it may not come from your friends. It, But having beta readers that are like, man, you have something here. Mm-hmm. It, it may be buried underneath all of the ridiculous descriptions part first time (laughs) my my dad is a writer himself and um, so he he tore us the shreds in a very kind way it was it only hurt a little bit instead of a lot but we grew from everything that he said you know you need people in your life that are just going to tell you if something is bad and again we also get really lucky because we get to work together and sometimes Chloe comes up with ideas that are horrible and, and I just tell it to her face. like it's fun to have things to bounce off people but at the end of the day just do it I mean mm-hmm. we have we've started working a little bit on our own with stuff that is you know not it's we will never do anything truly alone <laughs> again too codependent for each other 
But like at the end of the day, if you have anything, if you have passion for sharing anything with people, it's possible to put it out there. It doesn't matter, you know, what, what it is, if it's, you know, a book of poetry, if it's a romance novel, if it's something even smuttier than a romance novel, if it's fantasy, if you have, I have read so many books since I have started working in this industry that I'm just like, you do you. I mean, I'm sure there's an audience for you somewhere. That's fine. But like, you would be surprised. At the end of the day, <laughs> it doesn't even matter if you publish it. If you want to write something, just write it. That's Share right. what you need. It can be so healing and it yes. can be so, you know, comforting and it's something you can fall into and you can be as creative and expressive as you want. Just just do it. And if you want help, find us. We'll help you. <laughs> So this is where we list all of our stuff where you can find us right <laughs> i mean that was my next question where can people follow your writing journey yeah promo you can find us on uh dcv novels on facebook that's where we post most of our marketing and like um most our of our, our updates on our books um you can find us on twitter as dc novels you can find us on instagram as dc novels um you can find me on tiktok as um in insomnia craft and um, you can find me on tiktok but i can't promise that i'm gonna give you anything i don't um, even know what my tiktok username is i think it's famous i think it's dana, dana underscore elizabeth 235 yeah i make no promises to deliver anything of value there. <laughs> um but and and if you're looking for editor formatter or just consultation or advice, you can always email us at dcnovels2020 at gmail. Um, we yeah. love helping We people. answer, like the other thing, we answer questions for free. Yes. If, if you, wow. you know, want critiques, if you want to talk about a story idea, if you want, you know, basic information on something, we answer any question people have for free. Yes. It, it doesn't matter, you know, how long it is, how short it is. Obviously we don't do like necessarily editing, formatting work like that without. If, if you want, like, I have no problem reading a book and going, Hey, this sucks. Yeah. We hate um, it for a lot of people, but we, we, if you're asking us to edit or give specifics, you know, we got, our time is important. Just like oh, yeah. all indie authors, our time is so important. And I think a lot of people don't take enough, uh, credit or realization how much they put in for their work and they mm -hmm. deserve to have that kind of work given back you forgot substack you can find us at dana and chloe on substack for our blog and other random stuff that's on there we do like um, we do a lot of informational things of, we do like, a lot outlines. of informational things we have a really good blog of damsel not in distress that's one of my oh, favorites love it we really like using cheesy gifts um and if you check out facebook and our <laughs> If you check out Facebook and you look at our blog post from last week, I didn't make sure to to pick the thumbnail before I posted for the week. So it's a woman with like angry claws coming, coming out, out of a, a pot. <laughs> That's wonderful. So you can also just follow us because we do have a lot of comedic relief. We share a lot of like the the you know text and like I am conversations back and forth that we uh 
that we write to each other inside yes. of messages at 2 a.m. because they're, we think we're hilarious. I don't know if anyone else will. <laughs> you guys are very but funny. We think we're hilarious. <laughs> um, and I think, I think that's. I think that covers it. everywhere you can stalk us at. <laughs> yeah. From, from one of those things, you can find our other individual social medias. We don't. They're usually, I believe they're all hooked up to each other. You can go to our Facebook and find everything else except for yeah. maybe our Yeah, I know TikToks. that we have like a, a link tree on TikTok. I think I put your TikTok on link tree. Um, oh, really? I don't know. I just and not we have a lot. that shared. She solved the marketing. <laughs> Um, but most of most of our like sneak peeks and information, obviously, like we're planning over the entire spring and summer to at least once a month showcase small authors mm-hmm. on our blog. Um, so we have a couple people that are going to be sharing, you know, their stories and what they've done. And we'd really like to be able to create a community for that, because, again, authors don't get enough recognition and and it's also a very lonely job it is a very lonely job it really is and so we'd love to be able to connect with people we've talked about podcasting at some point we've talked about you know you guys have quite a few balls in the air though yeah (laughs) we need to finish up our books first and get some things out there but for now we you know on our blogs love to share other small authors so if you know any authors or if there are authors listening that want in on that you can send a photo or email and we'll talk to you about I it i will definitely have your guys stuff in the show notes so people should okay, cool. spam it go for it yes awesome. yeah so they can if they want you know to send a message and be like hey i think i wrote a good book we'd gladly review it and if we like it we'll put it on our podcast or on our, right. our blog we just we have a lot of things going right now and we'd love to you know connect with people and we like people for the most part mm-hmm. <laughs> You guys have such big hearts. I love it so much. I've enjoyed just getting to know you both Aww, through thanks. this whole experience. You're just, Thank you're you both so, so delightful. I, I, like, literally, my face actually does hurt because I've like, <laughs> laughed and smiled so much through this whole thing. Love that. I'm so glad. Aww, we thought we were going to talk so much for coming on. Yeah, of yeah, course. It was such a joy. Um, I'm I'm very excited to read your book. Like I said, I also Thank will probably you. be stalking your other podcasts. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm that person. Uh, so <laughs> it, it was excited. really nice to talk to you. It was really nice to know to... you. Like it was just a joy. This was a really easy flowing conversation. Um, you ask great questions. So I really Thank enjoyed you. seeing you outside of like just your face on TikTok yes. and text message. So <laughs> that was a really fun thing to, to finally actually connect for me since we've, you know, talked so much and mm-hmm. worked on quite a bit together. Um, and I hope that we get to hopefully stay in touch and do more stuff with you. Yes, I'm going to be staying in touch with both of you, and awesome. I would love to work with both of you too. Awesome. Got some yeah, of course. projects we could maybe talk about. Oh, that'd be oh, wonderful. We would absolutely love that for yeah. sure. We would love Sweet. to be able to work with you more, and Aww. I mean, just be friends too. Yeah, I was gonna say people. it's the <laughs> chapter of friendship. Yeah, we can just be <laughs> friends after this. <laughs> Aw, thank you so much, guys. Yeah, this has been yeah. just, just such a bright note in my day. Thank you. I'm so glad. We I'm had so a really glad. good time on here, for yeah. sure. It was really fun to get to talk to you more. Aw, yeah, thank yeah. you. <laughs> and for fellow writers, keep creating, reading, and smiling. 